Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to switch it up a little bit, you know? <laughs> I, I was taken off guard by that one. All right, let's start with our introductions. Welcome to the studio, Greg OJ, the Juice is Loose Mayor. Grab your Bustello, get ready, TSS family. Nice to see you fellas once again. Follow me on Instagram, Greg underscore OJ, and on Twitter, Big OJ1. Let's get it. Next, it's Fred the Jester Reyes. Welcome to the studio. <laughs> you can, guys, can everybody follow me at CSS Jester on Twitter. Ask me all them good questions so I can give you my great fantasy analysis. And Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Speaking of fantasy analysis, yes, this is Nick at You Got Flandered on Twitter, and welcome to the most comprehensive fantasy football podcast. And Dr. Miller, welcome to the studio. Super excited to be with you here once again. We are the fantasy show of the people, and we do truly mean that. As a reminder, you can interact with the crew on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, our website, tssfantasy.com, where you can sign up for our free contest. Currently, we have Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge. Send us your top 10 running backs before week one for your chance to win two tickets to see the Dolphins versus the Jets in week 15 with the TSS crew. All right, you know, you're going to see other contests whenever you go to tssfantasy.com, but there is no other contest worth entering except mine. That is Division Coaching and Consulting Ultimate Team Challenge. If you put in your lineup, you can win my $300. All you got to do is put in your ultimate lineup. Go to the tssfantasy.com and follow the prompts. Man, what's better than a pick and pool? Juice World's pick and pool. Make sure you dive in at tssfantasy.com win my $300 this is the best contest we got going no 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 the jesters 
Can you, can you hear me? What happened there? We waiting on you. No, but my... <laughs> yeah. what? No, no, no. Mine is definitely the best. The la the the survivor pool by the jesters. And just to be different from everyone else, I'm gonna make mine three hundred and one dollars. <laughs> you are a true clown. Can you do that? He is a, this is like a this is a true like he takes competition to the next level, even when we have our own little contest. Listen, we we appreciate you guys. Visit tssfantasy.com to sign up today. We are the fantasy show of the people. For three hundred and one dollars. <laughs> We're going to start off today's show with you. We talked about being the fantasy show of the people. We have uh, one of our emailers, Nick K. He had a question for the crew. Greg, I'm going to start with you. Um, he didn't specify PPR or standard, but I'm going to assume he means standard. I'm not really sure why, but he wants to know between Kamara, Saquon, and Ezekiel, who you would take if you had those choices. Nick thinks he's slick. Because he wants to know who I'm picking in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, that's Nick this is a trick question. So, Nick, I'm going to answer this with a, with a trick answer. Damian Harris. <laughs> <laughs> he, he chooses uh, D, Nick. Chooses D. Uh, Fred, what are your thoughts on these three? Who do you got over, you know, who in this? Seek. So Zeke, Saquon, and Kamara. I still got to take Kamara, man, because he he's still the the best receiving uh, running back, and he and, and he gets touchdowns both ways. Uh, I do like Saquon. There's more weapons now, and Zeke is I don't know. They they got a good wide receivers over there. So I'm still gonna say Kamara. Nick, what are your thoughts? You know, it's funny. You know, ever since we've been doing this show, guys, uh, we've been giving away all of our secrets to, to all of our competitors. Uh, this, this, is not, this is not fair. So, you know what, Nick? Uh, Kalajarakis, Nick K, you, I'm going to say you pick the guy who you feel is best for your team. <laughs> uh, you guys gave some great stout analysis. I know. All right. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Well, he's in my division. Let me swing through the BS here and let's talk to the TSS family because that's what we're here for. Out of these three, I mean, look, this is easy for me. At first, you know, if you've heard our past shows, I've been high on Saquon. I still am high on Saquon. However, the, you know, the talk of not being ready for week one and so on does worry me a bit. So I have him now a little bit lower. Kamara, I've talked about extensively. I don't see the same production. He got so many touchdowns last year. I just don't see it happening again. And we've talked, you talked about it before. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know the whole situation with this offense. So to me, the easy pick is Ezekiel Elliott. He looks lean. This offense looks nasty. I think it's about to take off. So I believe out of these three, if it's even if it's PPR, I would still take right now Ezekiel Elliott over over those two. Mm. We want we want to encourage our TSS family. Also, if you have questions about, you know, who you're placed in your draft and not sure who, you know, you have you have some idea who might be there and you want to know what we think, feel free to email us. We'll be happy to call it out during the show. We also got an email from and i apologize because this is <laughs> one of the weirdest handles that i've ever seen it was three dot underscore five dot underscore 
0.74, if I said that correctly. He sent us, or he or she sent us an email regarding their league. It was a 10-man or 10-team league. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, it was half PPR points. And they wanted us to basically grade their teams, which I would encourage again. TSF family, if you have your draft and you would like for us to grade your team, feel free to email us and we'll fee- we will shout it out on the show. So for you, my friend, I'll just shout out the order as we did the teams. And then I just want to talk about with you guys the top two teams in here. So for me, I had the Alaskan Bullworms at number one. We had the Omaha Irishmen. They were number two. Number two. Three was Team Falk You Up. Number four, (laughs) the Rust Lords. Uh, Number five, the Polish Hammer. Number six, the Chain Dynasty. The seven was Silly Gooses. Uh, Eight, Team GOB. Number nine, McLaurin Fan Club. And number 10, the Old McDonald's. So I had two teams that I that I pointed out. Again, there were one and two pretty close together, and that was the Omaha Irishman and the Alaskan Bullworm. Let's talk about this lineup. So at quarterback for the Omaha Irishman, guess he's got Josh Allen, and the backup he has is Ryan Tannehill. So two solid quarterbacks right there. His running backs, again, remember, half PPR. He's got Chubb, Chase Edmonds, Javonta Williams, Kenyon Drake, and Hines. And receiving core, he's got Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Tight ends, Hawkinson and Gasecki. So really, really tight all the way around, I feel, in this particular lineup. And then the Alaskan Bullworms. I had them also ranked high. At quarterback, Kyler Murray. He's my number one overall. And then he's got Christian McCaffrey as his top running back. Fred, you'll like at his number two, he's got Joe Mixon. Not quite high on him. Um, he's still got um, Kareem Hunt and Damian Harris. And he handcuffed McCaffrey with Chuba Hubbard as well. Um, and his receiving core, he's got DK Metcalf, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle. We talked about Darnell Mooney um, a little bit a while ago. Um, John U. Smith and Irv Smith as his tight ends. So two solid teams overall. Greg, any thoughts on those teams? Um, anything you like or dislike? I like the Alaskan Bullworms. The only thing, like you said, I'm not sure about having Joe Mixon as your second running back, but he makes up that makes it up with having Kareem Hunt. So I like that right there. But another team that I, I was looking at, Jason, just to go off a little bit. Yeah, please. I like the McLaren fan club. They got Lamar Jackson. They got Zeke. They got Antonio Gibson. They got Anna Robinson. It's a little bit of a fall off on the wide receiver, too, with Ben Ayuk. But I still kind of think this team is a, is a sneaky good team as well. Oh, I like that. I have them actually number nine, so I'm glad that you uh, you shouted them out. Fred, um, any thoughts on uh, the top two teams or any teams in this league? I do like the Alaskan uh, Bullworms, whatever they were, and uh, <laughs> Omaha, and the Omaha whatever. But, <laughs> but let me tell you what really stood out to me, the Polish Hammer. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. Not in love with Miles Sanders, but I do like Chris Carson, James Robertson, and Fournette. But then wide receivers, you got Tyreek, Amari, Boyd, Kelsey as your tight end. You know, so I would that I, that's I, I definitely like that team. Uh, 
one more honorable mention that really caught my eye was somebody called the Gooses or Silly Gooses. Uh, I like Dak and Saquon. Um, Hopkins, Deontay Johnson, we talked to them last. I talked about Deontay Johnson last time and Sutton, how they can explode this year. Um, he took pits. He took pits, and mm-hmm. I liked pits. Mm-hmm. I really oh, yeah. did. So I, to me, them four teams, Alaskan, Omaha, Polish, and Goose, I really like them top four teams. Nick, what are your thoughts on this giraffe? Anyone you like out of out of those top ten? Well, first of all, while you guys were analyzing the the um, the teams, I was looking up to see what actually a bullworm really is, and this thing is nasty. <laughs> oh. It looks like a little snake with horns. Oh. Anyway, oh. Oh, yeah. anyway uh, I like the bullworms. Um, yeah, I like the bull bullworms because because I like the Ross was the best out, out of all of them. Um, lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, hey. Can I carry those for you? Wow, thanks. Hey, I saw that. You helped the guy in the wheelchair take his groceries to the car. Always showing your good side. Know how else you could help him? Donate at Griffles Plasma, because he also relies on plasma-based medicines. By donating at Griffles Plasma, you make it possible for patients to live their best lives. And that feels really good. Hey, thanks again. No problem. Become a Griffles Plasma donor, and you can receive up to $800 this month. Find a center at GrifflesPlasma.com. I'm really digging this picture. You know what I, you know what I would have really have liked to know? The actual drafting position. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, for sure. Because so, for Alaskan stacked a team pretty good in Omaha, so I would like to have known their draft positions. Uh, sure, oh. I do. I agree with that. Um, you know, and TSS family again, we encourage you to send those in. And yeah, let us know the draft order. Um, let us know all the more the detail, the better. Um, we do appreciate you sending that in, sir. And I uh, hope you get encouraged most all of you guys to send in your drafts and let us analyze it. And we'll definitely shout you out on air. Uh, can I say the, something? Yes. Uh, can, you guys that, that sent that in, join our contest. Go to TSS Fantasy. See, show us what you got. Absolutely. Greg? Yeah. Jason. And also, if you guys have any interest in, in insects or animals, send it to Nick <laughs> at You Got Flander. <laughs> Please. Okay, he can, he get he his rocks off. He <laughs> loves them little bullhorns, ain't he? Our <laughs> resident National Geographic photographer, Greg, or Greg, or excuse me, Nick, we appreciate your insight on the bullworm. Yeah, I'm a wormologist over here. <laughs> All right, we're going to move right now to a special MJ sidebar where we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson and any update because we are getting close to the start of the season. And what are we going to do about Deshaun? Let's take a pause and go to MJ Sidebar. That's right, TSS family. It's time for MJ Sidebar. Welcome to the studio, Mary Jane Cooper Esquire. Thank you. You are so welcome. Before we begin, I wanted to throw a little curveball your way. You know, I like to watch you think on your feet a little. So Thursday night, 
was a disaster for the Eagles, and thank God at least it's preseason. Your thoughts on the game? Well, that was a travesty. Super embarrassing, but, I mean, it is just preseason. We weren't playing our first string. Uh, we know Devontae Smith just came back last week. Even Dr. Miller said he was surprised he came back so quick from knee sprain. So, I mean, his lackluster performance in the first half could be associated with that, you know. Uh, we don't know his mindset or how great he's feeling right now. He may not be trying to push himself real hard while he's still fresh from that sprain. Let's not forget Flacco is out there, and um, these two haven't even taken a snap together, so... Yeah, it makes sense. There wouldn't be uh, not chemistry. a lot, a lot of chemistry in between the two if they have not practiced together. So that makes sense. What about what happened with Jalen? Well, earlier in the week, Jalen was throwing accurately in practice. He looked real good, um, but then suddenly he was taken to the hospital right before the game to get checked out because he was complaining of stomach pain. So I don't know. Maybe he had a bad cheesesteak or something. Listen, people, stop going to the tourist traps. Oh, well, all right. Let me stop you there. We are the fantasy show of the people. <laughs> and as such, we can also give food tips as well. So with that being said, let's give a top three to the TSS family of cheesesteak places in Philly to go to. Uh, we don't need a top three for cheesesteak spots. There's only one. Steve's Prince of Steaks, Bustleton Ave. Steve, that is one free plug for you, sir. Next one will cost you absolutely. <laughs> well, That's the place I took you. Oh, awesome. Well, yes, it was actually good. So I, I concur with that. All right, well, let's forget it was preseason. Let's go on to the prospect of the 2021 season. What do you think? Uh, what's what's the outlook for the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, um. I don't really think we should take this preseason game seriously or as any indicator of how the birds are going to look this year. I mean, I'm not super hopeful, but I don't think they'll be this bad. Well, so. yeah, well, we shall see. And you do know your Philly football, and I am looking forward to hearing you screaming in my ear all or season cry. long. Yes, cry as well. All right, well, let's move on to your other field of expertise, Deshaun Watson and the ongoing legal saga. Maybe for those who just started listening to us, let's give a quick synopsis on how we got where we currently are today. All right, well, for all you who've been living under a rock, Deshaun has 22 pending lawsuits from women who were hired by him for massages and then made claims that he was sexually inappropriate with them without their consent. Uh, for, from there, the NFL started an investigation. There were 10 criminal complaints filed with the Harris County PD um, out of Texas. But as far as the criminal complaints and the NFL investigations, we're at a standstill, really. No one's releasing any info. We're just waiting to see if Harris County chooses to follow on those charges because maybe they feel they're substantiated or whatever. The NFL says they're going to wait for any criminal investigation to conclude so as to not interfere. But since April, really, nada. Well, recently, I think it was last week, there was some stuff that was making headlines. Can you kind of fill us in mm -hmm. on what was going on with that? Yeah, so new this past week, the FBI apparently met with the attorney for the women suing Deshaun. And he released a statement about that. Then Deshaun's lawyer was like, that's bullshit. Well, it turns out that was actually not bullshit. Deshaun did apparently meet with the 
FBI agents last week. Um, they, you know, questioned him and his lawyer released information saying, yeah, I was wrong. I didn't know. Um, but they're not only investigating Deshaun, they're also going to be investigating whether or not there was any extortion by any of these women. So, uh, I mean, of course the attorney for the women said, yeah, right. Well, that was interesting because of the way it was perceived and the way it came across the headlines was that was the focal point was the actual investigation now into the extortion. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, well, here's someone now extorting him. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, I'm even further on his side with that. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, looked like deflection. I mean, I think that, you know, Deshaun was being investigated by the FBI. Um, I'm concerned. If they believe that they have jurisdiction because of the Internet or crossing state lines, they're going to move quicker than the local police department. They have more money, more resources, but, you know, who knows? All right, well, with all of that recent information and now that fantasy drafts are starting what is your feelings on Deshaun starting somewhere in week one starting week one I highly doubt that he's not playing for the Texans we know that a trade hasn't gone through I'm not sure it will right now with all this that's going on so we've only got what uh three weeks till the season till till week one Right? Right. Yeah, so I definitely don't think so. All right, well, then let me throw one last curveball your way. Um, all right, so I currently have Deshaun ranked eighth in my rankings. Mm -hmm. So I had that predicated on the fact that he, thinking that he was going to play. Now hearing what, you know, coming from you, it doesn't look like it's possible. So where should I have Deshaun? Obviously, I'm going to drop him down. Does he go out of, say, my top 20? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously dropping him out of your top 10. I would drop him out of your top 20. I wouldn't even draft him, to be honest. But if you're in a league and no one does draft him, I would definitely keep my eyes out for the waiver wire and just keep tuning into MJ's sidebar here on TSS Fantasy because this is developing and three weeks, that's a lot of time. So, you know, there's a lot that could happen in three weeks. That's right, TSS family. We are not afraid of shameless plugs on this show. <laughs> we do appreciate you, Mary Jane Cooper Esquire, for your time, and we look forward to seeing you next time. All right, thank you. Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right, TSS family. We have a special guest with us today. It's Patriots beat writer Caleb McChesney from Pro Football Press. Welcome to the studio. Yep, my, glad to be back. We are glad to have you back. Let the TSS family know where they can find you at. Well, as I stated uh, last time, you can find me uh, at Caleb MCEMCEE -E -E on Twitter, uh, Foxborough Beat on Facebook, and uh, go follow uh, Pro Football Press on Twitter, uh, Real FB Press on Twitter, and then ProFootballPress.com. I'm writing at least two articles a week on the Pats. Uh, 
usually a uh, a pregame preview and then a uh, instant reactions type of thing. And just anything if it comes up. Uh, you can find me nowadays. Um, but awesome. yeah, let's let's dive into this. Uh, whatever you got me going on here. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Actually, I just had the wife in studio. We were covering the Deshaun Watson case. Um, oh boy! And she is a big Eagles fan, so I oh. had to, I had to give it to her a little. I mean, that was a psycho beta beatdown on Thursday night. So I wanted to bring you in, talk a little bit about that, and basically the QB battle. Both of them look really strong. I, I thought both looked good. Did you think either one of them solidified themselves as the starter after week one, week two, sorry, preseason? Well, you know, I went preseason game, uh, the first one uh, against Washington, and Cam got like two drives, seven throws, and like it just wasn't enough to really evaluate. And Mac obviously had the great first impression, 13 of 19, a really nice deep ball down the sideline to Wilkerson, which he dropped. Um, and then my guy Brian Hoyer just kind of did his thing. But – um yeah week two cam newton looked like 2018 cam newton like i don't know if you if you were uh too deep into football in 2018 like i was but newton was like that's arguably his best season as like a passer um even close to his mvp year he had a 67 percent completion percentage in 2018 and uh obviously uh last night or two nights ago uh he looked amazing. Like that was the quarterback we expected to get in 2020. He, you know, what was it? Nine of 10 or something like that. A hundred yards and touchdown, uh, elite passer rating, elite um, completion percentage. Like I don't think Cam Newton did anything to lose his standing in the job on the first week. And he definitely didn't do anything to lose his positioning in the second week. And of course, Mac looked good as he has the la- the first two weeks. And, uh, I think uh, Patriots fans are getting a little antsy for him. I certainly am, but I benefit of the doubt goes to Cam. And pending a freak injury or if he just sucks it up the next preseason game, like those four interceptions and like, you know, just, you know, 2015 Peyton Manning levels of washed. um, I don't see him um, losing the starting job at any point. Uh, and I think he goes into week one as a starter, and I think he completes the year as the starter. Um, but you never know with uh, with Mac. Uh, he's right there chomping at the bit, and if the season gets a little you know, dicey and a quarterback changes the move that Patriots need to make, I wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick to make that move. Do you feel from the, you know, maybe not just necessarily the organization, but the fan base in general – that there's a push for Mac Jones because I, I noted on our last show when we talked about it that I watched the Patriots broadcast of the first game. You know, it, he made like, you know, as a pass across the middle, I forgot who it was to. It was just a normal, nothing crazy about you're, the pass. You're talking about the one to, uh, was it, it was Harry, it was Harry or Myers um, it, it, in that I, first yeah, game. I could, I couldn't remember who it was too, but it was all of a sudden the the Patriots announcers were just going, wow, Tom Brady like. And I was like, let's slow down a little bit on the Tom Brady comparison on a one throw across the middle. So I so that was what I that was kind of what I was getting the feeling of. What, what, is that the feeling you get? Oh, absolutely. They never had the the backing of the Patriots uh fan base. Not never really. Um it's for one, it's hard to, you know step in for somebody that is great as Tom Brady, you know, 20, sorry for the voice crack. My God. 
Um, Tom Brady, 20 years, six Super Bowls. It's hard to come in and just kind of replace that. And Cam Newton comes in already one of the most uh, polarizing players in the NFL. Either people love him or people hate him in between. And seven, and, he went seven and nine. It was in 2020. Uh, 2021. Uh, I think Patriots fans are more accepting of him, seeing you know that there's a big difference, and you know the offense has obviously been invested in with Janu, Hunter Henry, Bourne, Aguilar, and yeah. But I, obviously with Mac, uh, again comparing him to Tom Brady right now is a little hasty, but I can see the compare like a really young Tom Brady, like you know the 2001 Brady, you know, not. He never really had the greatest arm. He never, you know, all the all the cliches that you've heard about TB12 the last 20 years. Uh, he definitely had the early 2000s kind of vibe where he was just kind of junky, but, you know, he was quick. He was smart. Um, again, that's not calling Mac Brady. I think Mac could be something decent. He, he definitely looks like a younger, like early stage Brady, um, but definitely overhyped on because, you know, Brady was a sixth round pick and he just kind of, you know, came up out of nowhere. Max, the first round pick, he should be looking this well. And uh, yeah, I think that Patriots fans are getting a little hasty and uh, overhyped with McCorkle, but I can't blame them. He looks really good. Caleb, it's all good with the voice crack. I was actually going to make a Scooby-Doo reference. And then I thought, well, he probably won't even get it, so I'm not even gonna go there. Oh, so, are you are you being ageist against me, Jason? <laughs> no, actually, I was being ageist against myself, bro. It's all good. I, it's all good. Are you telling? Right. I hear from old Patriots fans all the time that you know, unless unless I've been a fan since the '60s, I can't really talk about the team. And I'm like, okay, boomer, like relax. <laughs> no, all good, all good. All right, so we're actually, it's funny, we're doing our deep dive into wide receivers on this particular episode. Um, we already did cover the Patriots, kind of went through it. Nothing really uh, much from what we stood out as far as fantasy was concerned, other than possibly a late-round flyer on Aguilar. Is there anyone else you can kind of give us some insight on that we might want to target for possible uh, draft or waiver wire? Uh, well, I wouldn't, I'm not a huge Nelson guy in general. Uh, he's, he's either going to catch an 80 yard bomb or he's going to drop one. And that's what you're relying on with uh fantasy. As far as he goes, trust me, I owned him last year and I've owned him the last couple of years. That's kind of how he is. Um, but I think Jacoby Myers could be Edelman kind of value PPR. Again, I'm not speaking as a huge fantasy guru, but I can see Jacoby getting, you know, 75 receptions this year. No problem. Sure. Um, other than that, receiver core is pretty bleak. I have yet to see what Kendrick Bourne can do. Um, uh, if, as far as I remember, I thought Bourne was okay last year at Fancy, was he not? Like, he was a solid kind of value guy. Put him uh, in the flex I, and a pinch. Uh, yeah, he was one of those uh, you can fill in if you needed something and then hope for the best kind of kind of fill in i mean like he'll, he'll get you at least four points right if you get touchdown great <laughs> you're in a pinch right for sure um but yeah those are really the only three patriots that are really draftable at wide receiver and of course we talked about the running backs um but yeah i think myers is probably the best value and i think that you could even get him you know you could get him at great value in the late rounds because i don't think a lot of people are looking at these patriots receivers as anything but no, i think no. myers is going to be that that depends 
receiver that Edelman was in this offense where it's, you know, it's run heavy focus, but Edelman was still grabbing, you know, at least seven points a game. Sure. That's that. so. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Myers is probably your best bet. That's the inside we were looking for. Cause quite frankly, we were throwing darts at this particular receiving core. So we do appreciate it. Well, you guys Caleb. didn't like Gunnar Olszewski in the last round. <laughs> I know, I know the punt returns don't count. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Gentlemen. Listen, um, I am going to be doing a... Um, I was about to say celebrity. I am not a celebrity. I was, about, I was going to say a um, a fantasy draft for charity. And um, I just wanted to let you know, in your honor, for my last pick, I am definitely going to take Brian Hoyer. Just Let's for go. you, sir. Let's I got go. you. I'm got telling you, back, it's, better, it's better value than Stidham. I'll tell you that. I got your back all day. Caleb, thank you once again. Oh, yeah, the destroyer, my friend. (laughs) You heard it here first. Thank you so much for joining us once again, brother. No problem. Thank you very much. Moving on to the rest of the preseason action, let's go to Buffalo, where the Buffalo Bills take on the Chicago Bears. Guys, this is a good matchup to see, but unfortunately, it doesn't look like Justin Fields is going to play. So we're going to see a little bit more of Andy Dalton in this game and see what he can do against the Buffalo Bill defense. Um, Greg, anything uh, of note here? Um, Justin ain't playing. I ain't watching. (laughs) You're not going to watch the statuesque Andy Dalton? (laughs) I'm not watching the red rifle. To be to be fair, Fred, you can't use your the Google words that you looked up two weeks in a row. Okay, I was only that was I, only I, last week. With I was West. just I was just letting Greg you know. <laughs> <laughs> All good. right, let's let's go on to the next matchup, and we're gonna go to Fred for this one. The New York Jets at the Green Bay Packers. Any particular matchups you're looking forward to here? Uh, Zach Wilson going against the, the first team defense. That's all I want to see. I know what Aaron Rodgers are about. I know what Green Bay is about. They get they have a chance to go to Super Bowl. I want to see my quarterback go against a top tier defense and play at least a quarter, quarter and a half. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see because um, Jordan Love actually is also not expected to play. So I'd be interested to see how much they play Aaron uh, in this matchup just to you know kill some time within the game. 
uh, especially with that porous Jets defense. Um, let's move on to the <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the my favorite team. The Falcons will visit the Miami Dolphins, and um, I'll take this one if you don't mind. I'm actually very interested to see how Tua does against the Falcons. The reports out of they've been practicing this week, and the actual reports have been. The Falcons' poorest defensive line has ate up the Miami Dolphins' offensive line. So that's been um, a struggle point for the Dolphins. So that's actually what I'm interested to see, um, if they can improve on that in this game. You also have Pitts in that high-flying offense. So, um, you know, it'd be interested, interesting to see how well Tua comes out and play. Can he, you know, come, make, make up for the mistake of the interception last week as well? It's always fun to see the high-flying Falcons' offense. Nick, we're going to kick it to you for this one. On the next one, the Baltimore Ravens visit the Carolina Panthers. Anybody interesting you would like to see in this matchup? Actually, I was hoping that you would come to me on this one. Uh, what I'd like to see is to see if the Ravens receivers can can step up. Um, that's my thing because, again, we all said it before. Uh, we feel bad for Lamar. Lamar. Lamar's got nobody except for Andrew. So let's see if the Ravens can uh, step up. And I like to see what uh, if he's going to play. I like to see what uh, Sam Darnold's got. Greg, I'm going to give you the best matchup I think in the preseason for Week Two: the Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you think about this matchup? Well, if this was regular season, then, yeah, I'll be super, super excited. But I really want to see what Bruce Arians is going to do with this backfield in Tampa. Is it going to be Ronald Jones or is it going to be Leonard Fournette? Because we already know who's the lead dog in Tennessee, right? Derrick Henry. So I want to see what Bruce Arians does with these two running backs. Fred, let's kick it to you for the Houston Texans at the Dallas Cowboys. What's your thoughts on that game? I can't wait to Deshaun Watson throw the ball everywhere. Funny. <laughs> Funny. Obviously, there's nothing to watch. Dak's <laughs> probably not going to play. Dallas is not going to do anything, and the Texans have go, are going nowhere. I don't want to watch this game at all. Jason just thumped me with this game. <laughs> yeah, this is probably not one of the best week two matchups for sure. Well, let's go to one that if in the regular season would be a complete blowout. The Lions visit the Steelers. Nick, what do you think about that matchup? Uh, it's going to be a rollover for, for the Steelers. Uh, the Lions got nothing. Uh, I just want to see Najee Harris run the ball all day long. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go on to another interesting matchup with the Denver Broncos are going to be visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Um, mm. I, you know, again, we've talked about Denver, you know, being that sneaky team we, in Seattle. The, what they are is very consistent. They're a good football team. So, again, the the quarterback battle, of course, is going to be the most interesting thing to watch. You know, is it luck? A lock, excuse me. You got me going with that, Fred. Is it lock? Is it Bridgewater? <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see who emerges. Seattle now with Jamal Jamal Adams. I don't know if he'll play, but if he does throw himself out there, it'd be interesting to see. You know what they can do against that uh, top tier defense. All right, Greg. Let's go to the your one of your squad. One of your favorite uh, squads is the Indianapolis Colts visit the Vikings. What are you interested to see here? 
Well, we already know they did previously. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be, but I would like to see them give the rock a little bit more to Jonathan Taylor, uh, just to get him ready for the for the regular season, tune him up. So I'm excited to see Jonathan Taylor, but of course on the other side, you know they're not going to play Cook. They probably won't play Jefferson, and I'm not even sure if Kirk Cousin is back yet from COVID. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm not sure as well. Okay, so let's go to Fred with the Raiders at the L.A. Rams. What are your thoughts on this matchup? <clears throat> this was a little bit more interesting, especially the first quarter. I would like to see what David Carr and Gruden come up with against that stout Rams defense. Uh, we just talked last episode about the the receiving core of the Raiders. So let's see if they can get some separation against that defense. Indeed. Nick, let's go to you for the, this is the Sunday game, the Giants at the Browns. What's your thoughts on this matchup? Oh, I was hoping you would come to me to this one because I'm looking on, on ESPN.com right now. And the best thing about this game is that they have tickets starting as low as $10. So if you want some $10 worth, worth of fun, Go see this game, but if you if you want to see four dollars worth of fun, you should go see the Colts and the Vikings. <laughs> nice. Okay, good one there. All right, let's go, uh, Greg. I'll go to you for the 49ers at the LA Chargers. What are your thoughts on that one? How mu- how long is Trey Lance going to play? Is he going to you know get more reps, or are they going to make Jimmy G? You know get more in tune with the offense. I like this one. I want to see if Herbert is going to play as well. Two strong offenses. So, but I really, really am excited to see Trey Lance. Yes, indeed. I'll close this out on Monday night. We got Monday night football. It's the Jaguars at the Saints. An interesting matchup. We'll get to see Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, and also the interesting quarterback battle in New Orleans. Who's going to step up, be the be the man in New Orleans? Also, who's going to step up in their receiving core with the absence of Michael Thomas? So uh, lots of interesting, intriguing um, storylines going into the Monday night game. So lots of good preseason action, and we're excited to see it. All right, moving on now to finish up our deep dive into the receivers. Let's go to the NFC South. We're going to go to New Orleans. Greg, your thoughts on the Saints receiving core. You know, the funny thing is the NFC South is a division that possibly could have the best set of receivers if or when Michael Thomas returns, right? So any other year, Michael Thomas would be the alpha dog in this division. But after being injured majority of last year and going to miss half of this season, the only way I say touching Michael Thomas, if you draft strong at wide receiver and you have a slot left over and you can possibly sit him and wait for his return, I say draft him. But as of right now, he's a late, late, late pickup. Fred, what are your thoughts? Um, I have new the, the Saints ranked number three in the division. With Michael Thomas on the team, which I don't believe he stays on the team. I think he's getting traded, to be honest with you. Um, uh, especially they've been talking about Philadelphia a lot. So, you know, we'll see if that happens. Um, after that, you have Emmanuel Sanders, Trey Quan Smith. Um, it's just Emmanuel who? 
Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Fred. Take glasses. I'm on, sorry, Fred. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, my my mind went blank. Okay. Trick so on. anyway, I was thinking about my, my, Michael Thomas uh, and Trey Swift and Deontay Harris. Listen, I don't know what happened to the Saints over this last year once um Breeze left, but they seem like they're not going in the right direction. Um, and, and it could be the fault of Michael Thomas. Um, I don't know. He's acting like Keyshawn Johnson did at one time. So I hope they straighten everything out. I really do like the Saints team. Uh, we'll go. I'll just leave it at that. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, as of today, I have the Saints ranked as the fourth uh, wide receiving core in the division. All right. <laughs> Great it. analysis. Sorry. Great analysis <laughs> once again. What do you want me to say? Coming from Nick, um, you know, it's it's interesting with Michael Thomas, like what to do. Sean Payton actually was saying that he might be on track to come back sooner rather than later. So, you know, I don't see Sean Payton as being the guy to, you know, get rid of Michael Thomas. He's more of a player friendly coach and he wants to do what's best for his team. I think he stays in New Orleans. Um, I do see him coming back at some point. Um, so I have him ranked number 29. He's still the number one guy um, on that offense. But again, it's all going to be predicated on who the quarterback is going to be going forward. All right, moving now to Carolina Panthers. Greg, what are your thoughts on the Panthers receiving core? Well, Robbie Anderson was the lead dog when it came to targets last year, leading with 136 targets. He had 95 receptions and just over 1,000 yards and three TDs. But the most efficient receiver was DJ Moore. He outgained Anderson in yards and TDs. So both are solid wide receiver two slash three with Stan Darnold being there in Carolina, he's going to make that connection with Robbie Anderson, but we have to see if Sam is going to get on track. These are two talented wide receivers, but is Sam going to get them the ball when it counts? Yeah, that's a big question. Fred, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the Panthers? Um, Okay, so the Panthers. Uh, tough luck for the Panthers because th- this just goes to show you that the best – group on their team is their wide receiver group, which means nothing else is really going to work. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I like DJ Moore. I, I know Robbie Anderson a lot. When he was with Sam Donald in New York, he they worked well together. So, I mean, at least you got McCaffrey in the backfield to loosen up everything. It all depends on Sam Donald. Sam Donald gets in the ball. They're good. He doesn't. He gets sacked. All that craziness. Goodbye, Panthers. Nick, your thoughts on the Panthers receiving core? Uh, uh, I have them ranked number two in the division. Um, Yeah, wow. Uh, Well, because the rest of them are crap. Um, I got DJ Moore at 17 and Robbie Anderson I have at number 33. But, uh, again, it's all going to predicate on what the offensive line can do and Sam Donald. Yeah, uh, agreed. You know, we've talked about, you know, the, again, it all predicated on a quarterback. We've got to see what Sam Arnold can do. Um, again, Nick, I'm actually right there with you. I have Robbie Anderson, number 33. He does have big play potential. Um, you know, this offense might have some big play potential with McCaffrey taking the load off of Darnold a little bit. So we'll see. We we might see something big from them. Uh, they're kind of wait and see. Um, that's how I'm feeling about Robbie Anderson. 
Dirty South and the Falcons. Greg, your thoughts on the Atlanta receiving core? It, it starts and ends with Calvin Ridley, right? <laughs> <laughs> he led the Falcons with 90 receptions, 1,300 yards, and nine TDs. And I expect more of the same from Calvin Ridley. He's a solid, solid wide receiver one, so draft him with confidence. But someone with sleeper potential and is definitely a worth a look in the late rounds is Russell Gage. So if you're looking for a sleeper wide receiver because there's no more Julio Jones, it may take some time for Kyle Pitts as a tight end to catch up in the, in the offense. Look at Russell Gage, sleeper potential. You heard Let's- it from Greg. Yeah, actually, let's give Greg some respect because way back when, when the Julio trade happened, he busted out Russell Gage as a sleeper potential. And then I heard him mentioned by one of the uh, one of the fantasy big, you know, big guys. And I'm like, wait a minute, Greg called this out a long time ago. I don't know where they they need to catch up to us, I think, at some point. All right, Fred, what are your thoughts on the Atlanta uh, receiving core? The reason I said wild before with Nick is because I believe the Atlanta Falcons have the number two receiving core in the division. I think Calvin really surpasses New Orleans and Carolina by themselves. And then, like <clears throat> like uh, Greg said, Russell Gage is going to be the number two now. So I, I, I think that – and, I, and I, we know Matty Ice can still throw the ball around. So I, I, I believe they're number two, and I believe, like he said, you could draft Ridley and, and possibly Gage, or, Gage in the later rounds. Nick, what's your thoughts? Well, uh, you know what? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Jason, maybe the big dogs of the fantasy football fantasy football world are listening to us, and that's why they're getting all of their information. True. Um, I would like, yeah, uh, Calvin Ridley. He he's got the load on his shoulders now, so we got to see what he's all about. I have him ranked at number six. Um, it's him and the other non-wide receiver that are they're going to catch all of their uh, passes and. I had them ranked number three in the division. Yeah, um, listen, I mean, as you said, it stops and goes with Calvin Ridley. Um, I have him ranked number five overall. Um, he's the main target there. Um, so I think, you know, obviously he needs to step up. Matt Ryan still always a solid quarterback. With, the, with Pitts coming there, going to take some pressure off Ridley. Um, I see him stepping up as their big play guy. Um, again, though, with question of durability, Dr. Miller percent to the bench for Calvin Ridley percent to the bench. Calvin Ridley There's another guy coming off a of cleanup surgery. He had uh, foot cleanup surgery in the offseason and his words, quote, my foot is totally definitely fixed. I'm going to take his word for it. Calvin Ridley, 10 percent to the bench. All right, yeah, I appreciate that. Also, not to mention, I did forget to mention Russell Gage. I don't have him ranked. I do like him, though, as a sleeper. And like I said, pay respects to Greg. He called it out quite a long time ago. All right, let's finish up this division with the champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Greg, your thoughts on this awesome receiving core. 
So the Bucks have the best wide receiving core in the division. Mike Evans led the team with 1,000 yards receiving and was a monster in the red zone with 13 TDs. I expect more of the same coming from Michael Evans. Godwin took a dip last year, but I expect him to bounce back. He had 800 yards last year with seven TDs. Solid numbers. Solid number two wide receiver for you to draft. But my gut tells me the guy that only played in eight games last year and had 480 yards and four TDs, which is the man A.B., I think he's going to surplant Godwin as that number two wide receiver in the offense. Ooh. Pass those numbers next year. So with a full year, I love to see what he's going to do on improving those numbers. So Mike Evans, draft with confidence. A, B, and Godwin, solid flex plays for your team. Oh, heard it here first. That's a big call there. Um, Fred, what do you got? Believe the same thing as Mike Evans, number one receiver. They have the best receiving core in the division. Um, you can never say anything about Mike Evans. He always comes through. I disagree about the Antonio Brown Godwin thing. Uh, Godwin is 25 years old. Uh, he sat out six games over the past three seasons and still recorded 3,015 yards and 23 touchdowns in that span. So I think AB is good. I think he's going to get his catches, but he does not surpass Godwin. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, more of the same for me. I have um, Chris Godwin. I'm sorry, Mike Evans at nine in my rankings. Chris Godwin at Number 15, but it all starts with number 12. So if, so if number 12 can, can stay upright and uh, duct tape his body together and eat some more avocado ice cream, the sky's the limit. And watch out for uh, Scotty Miller. Watch out for Scotty Miller. Yeah, I think this is possibly the best receiving core in the league. Um, a perfect way for Tom to set up his retirement. Um, you know, Evans, always nasty. I got him number 11. We talked about Gawain taking a step back, but he was hurt a lot last year. So that was the bottom line for him. I have him number 17. I don't agree with Antonio Brown. I'm just not sure where he fits in the offense still. I'm not sure, you know, how they're going to utilize him this year. So I'm, I have him, you know, at number 46, but he's got potential to move up. Um, talking about, you know, uh, his injury history last year, um, Dr. Miller percent to the bench for Mr. Godwin percent to the bench, Chris Godwin, 10% to the bench. He's going to be catching balls from Tom Brady all season. Moving on West to conclude our wide receiver deep dive. Let's start in the NFC with the LA Rams. Fred, what are your <laughs> thoughts on this excellent receiving court? <laughs> uh, I'm kind of tossed up between the Rams and the Seahawks. I'm going to give the slight margin to the Rams. Um, I, I do like the deep throw and Deshaun Jackson. Robert Woods has always been um, consistent as well as Cooper Cup. Sometimes consistency beats flashiness, and that's what I see with the Rams. And with Stafford back there now, I, it makes it, it makes them a little bit better. Greg, your thoughts? I got Robert Woods ranked 19th, and I got Cooper Cup right behind him at 23. Two solid wide receivers. Like you said, Jason, before, consistency is what you're looking for from wide receivers, and these two are some one of the most consistent pair. So draft both with confidence. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I have the same uh, sentiments as with, uh, with Greg has. I got Woods at 19, Cup at 22, and – they're all going to get better 
when Stafford's back there slinging it around. So, I mean, they, they did that with Goff. So imagine them with uh, Matt Stafford. So, um, yeah, kudos to them. Yeah, if they can keep Matt Stafford upright and flinging the rock like he used to in Detroit, this could be big play potential for both guys. Robert Woods is a, you know, he's an all, he's a receiver that can do it all. Uh, up for the big plays, Cooper Cup, consistent, almost the Adam Thielen type receiver. I got Robert Woods at 23, Cooper Cup at 26. Love them both. Cooper Cup a little higher, obviously, in PPR. Um, now, they've both been banged up a little bit, but Cooper Cup in particular, your percent to the bench, Dr. Miller, for Cooper Cup. So this is interesting. Cooper Cup missed a playoff game last season with what was initially called bursitis. And then he went on the record a little bit after and said it wasn't, in fact, bursitis. It was what's generally described as a degloving injury, which has a very fancy French name. If any of the listeners are fluent in French, please correct my, my pronunciation. Moreau Lavalli injury. In English, degloving injury, which is a separation of the skin and the subcutaneous or underlying tissue there from the underlying fascia beneath. And so he says now that it was the degloving injury that kept him off the field the end of last season. He says the knee bursitis is now a non-issue, and he's, quote, feeling great now. So Cooper Cup, 30% to the bench. All right, going out to Arizona with for the Arizona Cardinals, one of the most high-flying offenses in the NFL. Fred, what do you think about this receiving court? Number one in the division. Um, there's a good debate between Adams and Hopkins. I actually like Hopkins a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> I just love the way he plays football, man. And, 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 and I like the rapport he has with Kyler Murray. Um, then you add in a, a vet like A.J. Green. He may be aging, but he's super consistent. And we've all been talking about Christian Kirk here and there. So definitely number one in the division. Uh, I can't wait to play the Seahawks and, and the Rams. I think it's going to be uh, some good offensive games. Greg, what's your thoughts? D-Hop. D-Hop. I got D-Hop ranked fourth in Standard League and number two in PPR. It starts and it ends with D-Hop. Draft him with confidence. The man can win you a championship. Trust me. I know. From our league, trust me. Nick, your thoughts? Okay, my thoughts. Uh, I actually made a mistake earlier, and I'm going to call myself on it. I said I had Devontae number one. I have him num- number four because D-Hop is my number one guy. Uh, he's he's just a stud again. The rapport with uh, Murray out there. We mentioned Cup. I mean, not Cup. I'm sorry. Uh, Kirk, my fault. And and they got a little guy uh, you might want to take take a peek at, Rondale Moore. They're, they're very high on him, and they're going to use him like a, a Wes Welker type. So um, if you need a sleeper or a streamer, check him out. All right, bring in the bring in the deep dark horse sleeper. Yeah, I have Hopkins number one overall. I've called it from the beginning. PPR standard doesn't matter. The can the fact of the matter is when you look for people that score points, it's people that put it up the most. And that's all this offense does is put up points, throwing the ball down the field, constant offense. This is why I got all these receivers. I love them all. I got a Hopkins number one. I got Christian Kirk at 56, but he's got big upside. A.J. Green, still potential there, but I don't have him ranked in my top 60. But I do love this offense going into this season. 
All right, moving to San Francisco, the San Francisco treat 49ers. Fred, what do you got on this receiving core? Oh, I have them ranked fourth in the division. You always don't you don't want to start an analysis saying the word young promising receivers. Uh Hayuk and Samuel, that's exactly what they are. Uh, I think they would do better with Trey Lance since they're also young, but we know Garoppolo is going to start the season, I believe. Um, we're not going to talk about the tight ends. I just have, I just have a fourth until they get a rapport with each other. Greg, what's your thoughts? I got Ayuk ranked 27th and Debo 31st. Like Freddie said, young receivers, they got to stay healthy, but there's a lot of potential here for both of them. They're big, strong receivers. So if they can stay healthy and that offense starts to click, you can have a solid wide receiver three or a low-end flex play with the, both of them. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, the highest rank, ranking 49ers receiver I have is is Ayuk, and I have him at 39. That's that's in my standard. Um, and I like Sam um, – I like Samuel. I like Samuel, but I don't have him breaking my my top 40. And then don't forget, guys, their secret weapon. They signed Muhammad Sanu. Watch out. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you never know. Might be that plug-and-play guy you need. I do want to point out, too, Fred, you missed your moment. I set up the San Francisco treat. You didn't say it was brought to us by Rice-A-Roni. By Rice-A-Roni. <laughs> very disappointed in you not catching that, Mr. Ramsey. All right, so in this receiving court, um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, the du- the, you know, these are the guys that, you know, everyone, I'm just not big on this team. I do agree once Trey Lance gets, gets in there and makes this team, you know, a lot different in my eyes. So right now I got Brandon Ayuk right outside, actually, the top 20, though, at number 25, and Debo Samuel at 41. Um, That's where my current rankings are with them. All right, finishing up the NFC West with a great set of receivers in Seattle. Fred, let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks receiving core. I really – they have a formidable duel. I mean, Metcalf and Lockett, great receivers, man. And I would have had them at second if it wasn't for the – the, they consistently want to run the ball. I mean, if 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 they would let Russell Wilson just be Russell Wilson, they would have been my number two receiving duo. But you know, it happens. They're going to run the ball a lot more, take away some receptions and time off the off the clock to throw the ball to them. Greg, your thoughts? DK Metcalf, aka Megatron Jr. I got him ranked hmm. eighth overall. I got Tyler Lockett at twenty four. If you draft DK. Solid wide receiver one, Tyler Lockett, solid wide receiver two, flex play. Nick, your thoughts? You know what? I just want to say before we close the show that Greg and Freddie, has, they really brought their A game tonight. I, I appreciate them being alert and prepared. Uh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Freddie for being prepared. It's the Bustello, uh, Nick. It's the Bustello. It's the Bustello. Hey, it, it puts hair in your chest. I have DK Metcalf at number two, and I have um, Tyler Lockett at number 25, and their third pass catcher is not a wide receiver. So we'll get into that. <laughs> Here we go. Nick, I expect that you're going you're gonna to bring your A game next week because you got a lot of tight ends you apparently want to talk about. So uh, this is one of the best in the league right here. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, you mentioned him. What a specimen he is. 
Um, big play guy. You know, I, it, what can what else can you say? Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, again, big play potential. They're they're apparently in this offense now. Fred, you said something about you know let him be Russell Wilson. Apparently, that's what they're going to do this year. They're setting the offense up in a different way. Going to be a lot of quick reads, which benefits Tyler Lockett because he's that guy who can catch right off the line. So he's somebody that got right outside my top twenty and now as number twenty-two, but got potential to sneak in the top twenty the way this offense is set up this season. Tyler Lockett is managing a groin injury that, according to Pete Carroll, the team is, quote, being careful with. I'm going to say 70% that he's going to miss the preseason and early time this season. 70% to the bench for Tyler Lockett. Thank you, TSS family. And don't forget, you can catch all the fun at TSSFantasy.com. Sign up for all our free contests or you can interact with us on all social media platforms. If you're listening to us on Unhinged Radio Network, get ready for the rough cut with AJ and Vinny. We appreciate you, and we are out. Do, do, do. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.